0: Bye. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I'm Ryan Ruff, your moderator. It's great to be back with everybody on the podcast here today. And as always, I'm joined by my right-hand man, Homer Smith, over uh, at Convergent Wealth Partners, private wealth advisor, of course. And we're going to be diving into a great conversation today. Also joining us on the podcast, a really special guest that brings a very unique perspective into not just, of course, wealth management, but life management as a whole. Joining us today is Barry Garrett. Barry is the president, the founder, and of course the CEO of Mag Seven Consulting, and we're going to be diving into the really unique work that Barry is doing uh, with families as a whole. Uh, but first and foremost, before we bring Barry on, let's go ahead and say hi uh, to the man of the hour, shall we say, Homer? Good to see you today. How you doing?
1: Hey Ryan, good to see you as always. Thanks for uh, thanks for hosting as, as always.
0: Of course, of course. And, and Homer, you know, you and Barry have developed a relationship over time. Barry's doing some really unique work. I think that's just the perfect way to put it uh, with respect to how he's servicing clients and young adults in today's day and age. Why don't you frame up today's conversation before we throw him to the wolves and bring him on here? But uh, why Barry? Why do we want to have him on today?
1: Uh, Well, a a number of the recent conversations we've had, Ryan, have been around um, the importance of planning uh, over the long run and how do we help our families not only pass their wealth, but pass their values to the next generation and, you know, reduce conflict and reduce family disharmony. And, And it's always easier said than done. And a lot of the families we work with, they make a number of comments. One that we get a lot is that they, uh, they're in a, a place where they uh they might be loving their kids, but maybe not liking them right now. And, and a lot of it has to do with the, the the way that they see their kids' approach to money and, and decision making. And they always ask us, you know, how do we or do you have ideas or programs or or education that we could present to our kids that would help them make better decisions? Cause one of the things they're most worried about is if they're not there and all of a sudden these kids get access to millions of dollars of wealth. Um, what kind of decision making are they are they going to do? Is are they going to now actually, um, instead of being helpful to them, you know, could all of this sudden wealth actually be damaging to them? Whether it's enhancing already poor decision making or getting them into even worse trouble or attracting uh, trouble that they weren't uh, currently dealing with? And so, um, recently, you know, reconnected with Barry. We've known each other for. Over ten years, being a part of a number of mastermind groups together, and you know, he shared with me the the, the change he'd made in his career and, and what he was focusing on, and it just the light bulbs just went off um, like crazy about how valuable um, what he is doing is to to the families that we work with and, and families out there in general. So, just excited to to, to bring Barry on and and uh, learn more from him about what he's doing now for these families and their kids.
0: Of course. I, I love it. And so with that, folks, we want to welcome Barry Girapiti into the show. Barry, welcome to Advance Your Wealth. I am so happy to
2: be here. Good to see you again. Yep. Yeah, got,
0: got, a, got a great conversation teed up. I know Homer's chomping at the bit. There's a lot of good questions that he wants to ask for the benefit of his client base that he works with. So Homer, how do you want to kick things off here today?
1: Yeah, Barry, I think it'd just be super helpful um, for you. Just share us a bit more about obviously i know you we you know both in the wealth management space for a number of years you had a very successful business in california Um, i always you know really appreciated your energy and um uh, patience even as you would be teaching classes with other advisors and and getting to learn more about what you were doing and now you've translated that in, in the passion you had around that to this next stage of your career you know I guess just tell me more about the pivot you made and and what you're doing now and how and why you made that decision.
2: Well, the, the why is because of my daughter, she worked with me for about five years. She said, dad, do you realize you're spending the majority of your time talking to your client's kids? And so I absolutely love working with the next gens, the the younger rising stars. And so when I sold the business, which was practice was at 1.4 billion, Uh, retired for about seven months, I got a little bored and I said, what could I do that I would absolutely love doing that I would just do for the rest of my life? And I formalized the things I was already doing for decades in my practice, which is working with our affluent clients' children, teaching them things no one else was teaching them. And so a lot of it started with designing a family constitution for the family. That's right, building a, uh, a process where the family would um, bring down family, their, their, their values, their principles, their ideology into a written document. And so from that standpoint, it started with family, faith, friends, fitness, financial, fun, and philanthropy. And we had designed this constitution, if you will. We would revisit it, it once a year annually, but one other little caveat, every month I'm sending out a group text to the family of tidbits about the constitution. So I'm staying connected. And from that, it just opened up a whole bunch of things. The kids fell in love with the kids. The parents would never leave me. I got more introductions, um, more referrals based on family and so that's how it started and now what i'm doing is i'm focusing mostly on working with the young minds and the kids on a lot of tools in the toolbox so one example is i have everyone design a vision board a vivid vision board of their goals with imaging and they can do it virtually or they can do it organically here's the tech here's the next thing is they put it on their phone on their wallpaper on their phone and this would be this would be mine so the reality is, what do you do with this stuff? All these wonderful ideas doesn't matter unless you're implementing them or executing them, right? Yeah. So that's how it sort of started. But I have a ton of unique tools no one's doing. Yeah. I mean that. No one's doing this stuff.
1: So tell me a little bit about the transformations you see. Because obviously, we'll get into more of the what you do with it. But you know, I think for the families that are getting a chance to watch this and they're you know looking at their kids and, you know, every kid is different and they're going to come from different um, experiences and, and different mindsets. But, you know, for those families that look at their kids and are like, hey, they're a little worried about their ability to handle some of the challenges that might be facing them in life ahead. Um, what, what have you seen? In some oh, of the-
2: by far, it's confidence and it's leadership. Those two. I'll start with confidence. Most of the young folks I'm seeing, they, they're self-deprecating themselves. They are, their self-image of themselves is minimal. And a lot of it had to do with COVID, but the reality is how do you get them back feeling good about themselves and actually more confident? So we have one particular step we start everybody with, and you know this one, it's called practice going first. And you, we would give them tasks of doing things to initiate going first. So the first person to say good morning, the first person to shake hands, the first person in an elevator, to ask everybody in the elevator, what. Floor, please. The point is with that exercise, you are demonstrating leadership in a very micro way and we are building on it. So one is get them more confident. That's just a very small little example of confidence building. But then from the standpoint of it's all about leadership and demonstrating leadership as simple as on a birthday party, a Thanksgiving or a holiday, take pictures, take videos, Let's do a reel, let's do a two or three minute reel. We'll wrap it to a videographer and we'll make a three to five minute reel of that event. You're demonstrating leadership. A kid can do this. That's yeah. just a small example of, so I would say confidence clearly take it to another level and then demonstrating leadership. But then what's, what about the accountability? That's another thing. We would form up a personal advisory board for the kid. Think about if you had your own board. Yeah, the the young mind is one person and there's four other people. And we have a meeting once a month for 30 minutes. Every other person has a superpower that young person is aspiring to and the kids accountable to someone. So that would be another unique thing that most people are not doing. But then you have to have someone who's motivated to grow. Not everyone wants to grow. So those kids that want to grow those would be a couple of the tools that we're utilizing
1: so when when i see and i talk to families and I, most of the families i work with um were founder-led business owners and, and families so um most often they didn't come from wealth themselves they created it and built it and but their kids have now grown up in an environment where that's not been as necessary right they, they maybe they weren't as wealthy as they are now as those kids were growing up but they're they were definitely starting from a much better place and maybe didn't have to uh, have the have to that that family um, the, the founder did and I often find that they they because of that their own values their own mentality around building wealth and growing they want that same set of values to transfer down to their kids but not every kid necessarily wants to be an entrepreneur or build a business but they also want to somehow translate this desire to learn how to deal with money and and not just be a trust fund baby not just sit around waiting for the for the check to come in from the family business how do you see the work that you're doing you know with that confidence leadership accountability how do you see that translating where you know they, they can now handle money better and, and now financial decision making better than they might have prior to working well you know the
2: answer is they got to get a job early even in, in college i have everyone working and i'm a big advocate of not giving the kids too much um, money, to be very candid. Um, The reality is how do you get these kids not to be entitled spoiled little brats? And you see that a lot, unfortunately. So one is get them working, learning the value of a dollar, being, going through the struggles that they went through. There's nothing, there's no other way. There's struggle, there's hardship. Clearly there's a safety net below them, I understand that. But I believe the first thing is working making money, having a savings, having a strategy of earning something, and then also understanding how to persuade, um, whether you're writing a script or you're trying to get a job and learning how to, um, deal and connect with people. That's another huge thing is the art of connection. How do you have a conversation? How do you have small talk? How do you get people to like you? These are things that you're very natural at Homer. And you don't have to think twice about it. Many of these folks have no clue how to do that. And we talk about the five toxins of why people don't like you, complaining, criticizing, being negative, um, making excuses, gossiping. It takes energy away when you're in that space. And we we just don't have any of that. You're going to go down that road. You're, You're not ready for Barry's energy. Yeah. And there's more offense that you can play 80 percent. And I'm all about 10xing where you want to be. How do you get from 2x to 10x? You know that. Yep. And then to 10x, you have to be playing 80 percent offense, focusing on what your mastery or what you're good at, what your unique ability is. Clearly more in business, you can do that. But these young folks, we try to keep them away from the no-nos and the negative energy, which is the news. Yeah no more than five minutes a day they should be watching the news you can do yeah. it on flipboard you can get five minutes of news hey you know you know what you have to see what's going on yep. but let's not go overboard and spend 35 minutes watching um what's going on because it's just yeah. negative
1: so walk me through a journey so uh, you know i i think most families thinking about this might think oh maybe it's good for for someone like in college or in their 20s or 30s but you start even younger so walk me through a journey of what this might look like how How young does the coaching that you do really work? And then what do the different paths look like at what ages and what kind of different levels of coaching or types of coaching are you doing at each of those? So
2: I would say it would start at ninth grade, ninth, 10th grade. So 14 to 15 years old, depending on how mature they are up until 27. I believe by age 30, you should have your act together. So I I usually (laughs) cut it off (laughs) inside 30, which seems to be about right. Everyone is different. Yep. I have people all over the country. I have juniors at Notre Dame. I have people in Cincinnati, I have people in Florida. They're all different. So I would customize and put them through a formal discovery interview. And then I'd from that discovery interview, come up with seven deliverables of things we wanna work on and put energy into. And we would have a call once every week for 30 minutes. That's right, a touch every week for 30 minutes that I'm texting making sure they're doing certain things. And then we have, big, we have big goals. I would often ask them to bring in one high-performance habit every 90 days. They get to pick the first one. I pick the second one. And then there's four of them for, for the year. So it's usually a one-year commitment for sure. For sure, one-year commitment. And then after that, it's accountability. They have an accountability dashboard that I build on Google Sheets. They have it. Their parents have it. And there are silos of different things they have to do. So for instance, one silo might be writing handwritten notes. I have them get set up at a stationery store with their own personal stationery, and they might have to write three handwritten notes. And I'm talking about a really awesome handwritten note with wax and a seal. We get them their own seal, wax, personalized note, tell them how to teach them how to write a note. Um, It might be something from a health perspective of drinking half your body weight in ounces. It might be something from the standpoint of creating intentional lightning strikes, which is basically doing acts of kindness for people just because. So we have all these different metrics that we're measuring on a dashboard because it's all about accountability. Parents see it, I see it. When we do a meeting, I send a a review of the meeting on their phone to the young mind, then to the parents. So everybody's connected. And I usually have a conversation with the parents at least twice a month about blind spots that I I might not be seeing or things that we're working on. So there's a big connection with the mother and the father. And there's a big connection with the kid because the kid has to be really all in. This can't be 80%. Yeah.
1: So just as an example, I mean, this, Barry, is your letterhead, right? Or your note that you send out pretty, pretty different and unique. So I know it seems simple, sending out a handwritten note. Um, what's the why? What, what do you? What do you? What's well, the impact it, of that? What well, does that do it's interesting?
2: Them? You just showed that. I just got someone took a picture of that and sent it to me, and sent it to the CEO of a company. And said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. The reason, well, first of all, very few people do this. Yeah. So one is differentiating yourself. Two, if there's psychology about writing a hand note, old school. It's very cathartic to the heart because it should make you feel good to write the heart. I have a time at the end of the day where I write hand notes. I send out 10 hand notes a week, wax and seal, dripping the wax, marinating wax, having fun with my stamps. I have fun with it, I, I really do. And I have like five different stationary things I can send out. But what it does for me, it makes me feel good. I like the way it makes me feel that I say, and in the note, there's always something very personal about the person. So if I was playing golf with someone, I might say, gosh, Jimmy, I'll never forget the eighth hole when your second shot went 36 inches from the pin. I will never forget that shot. Thanks for a great day. That's what would go into the note. Yep. That's what would go into the note. So we teach them how to write a note about the other person. And they will always get someone calling That God, that was a great hand note. Thank you so much for that. Well, now I'm on the radar. So it's multidimensional. It's for me, for my heart. And it's also showing that whatever you do, you're doing it a little bit better than everybody else. Not to show them off, but just a little bit better. It's a text, an email. Okay, everybody gets a text and an email. But what about a handwritten note?
1: Yeah, now, that process sounds pretty amazing. I just, I guess, walk me through some of the responses you've gotten from parents because, you oh. know, the, the level of accountability, the amount of times you're touching these families. on it a happens, weekly, It happens day.
2: frequently, Homer. Um, yeah. I um, I'll often ask to, um, uh, the young mind to, OK, you get to pick the first high performance habit. One of the high performance habits was um, the young man making his bed every morning and you have to do it for 66 straight days. Meaning, every day you have to make your bed. Now, there's a penalty if you don't do it, but I'm not going to penalize you. You're going to penalize me because there's an old fraternity house trick that you 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 harm the pledge class that didn't that you know that the, the good guys. If you don't make your bed every day for 66 straight days, I will have to swim four miles without stopping. Seriously. I make bets with my kids that are to harm me. I have never yet had to do one of them because they are committed to making sure I don't get harmed. So uh, the parent, I got a call from the parent. The the father says, I've been trying to get my kid to make his bed. Mm -hmm. I don't know, for years. So What did you do? And I said, look, we committed to it. He's committed and he did it. And it was something really simple like that. Or it's something like um, these are really crazy things, but not eating so fast at the table. Yeah. Or it could be something with the ums and the you knows and the o's. My kid is always saying, um, and you know, and then we can fix that very quickly.
1: Yeah. I, I think you, you're you familiar a little bit with Chris Smith and, and Campfire. Yes. Group. yes. And so he we've been, yeah. He's amazing. And we've been working on a, a concept, which sounds like you are very good at naturally, which is this idea of a difference between an expectation and an agreement. And that most of the time we're all used to setting an expectation, whether it's our kids, our coworkers, and the other side says yes. But they didn't really mean it um, from a number of reasons. Either they 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 didn't really assess what was on their plate and whether they could actually deliver on it. Um, they didn't know what else might come up and or they just wanted to not say no to us, right? They just want to tell you um, to shut you up even. Um, but there's a very big difference between an expectation and an agreement, and one one major difference is it's a, it's a mutual um, discussion, right? And it's not one-sided. And it sounds like these accountability measures you are taking with them, you're not dictating it to them. It's a it's a mutual conversation. It's a negotiation, and they're coming to an agreement with you that's very detailed out um, in terms of what what is to happen, the time. Uh, when it's going to happen? By by what day? What's it going to look like? It's not just exactly. a very thing. I expect you to make your bed every day for sixty six straight days. They say yes, and who knows, you know whether that's actually going to happen or not. So, tell me a little bit what that process looks like as you're talking. Homer, about.
2: nothing would happen unless there's accountability. Yeah, I would tell. You I'm wasting my time because it sounds so good. Yeah. I want to be like that. I want to be in shape. I want to have six pack or eight pack of abs or whatever it is. I want to do that hey, it's hard, guys. It's hard. It's hard to build a business like yours. It's not easy. So we have to go through some and build some real building blocks of habits. And we have to measure your successes and your wins. And if you want to 10x your life, we start now. Not when you're 25 years old and you wasted all these years. We can start it now and front load it and talk about the things that really successful people are actually doing. How many books are you reading a year?
1: Yeah.
2: How about none? You're yeah. reading their school stuff. No, you're gonna read two books a month with if you're with me and you're gonna do it by Audible. How do you do that? You're gonna do 20 minutes in the morning when you're getting ready in the morning in your, in your bathroom. It's not that complicated. You get to pick the first book. I pick the next one because it has to be collaborative. Yeah it can't be so not me, dictating i'm not a teacher
1: yeah i'm a guy that makes a ton of sense um tell me one i guess you know it sounds like you've had a lot of success stories in this tell me one story of one kid that you can think of that you know obviously in order for you to even work with them they have you have to tell they're committed or you'll turn away so i'm not it's not necessarily a project that you were you weren't thinking they were committed because they have to but tell me about a project that maybe you were like man this is going to be a lot of work and, and they turned out you know,
2: I'll give people. you one right now that just comes front and center. This is a young lady, um, junior at Pepperdine University, um, extremely successful family. Father was unbelievably successful. He had everything except one thing his daughter had no confidence. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being best, she was a two. I got a hold of her and Started working with her, working with her, working with her. Bottom line, when she was a senior, um, she ended up, she wanted to be a lawyer. She um took the L stat. She got a decent grade on it. I said, take it again. You can do even better. She said, okay, I'll take. She got a 168 on it. 170 is a perfect score. She got a 168. She went, she looked at 19 law schools. She got a full ride to Vanderbilt. And she's in her first year right now as a freshman um, in law school right now. Her confidence was a z- almost a zero. She is so unbelievably extra. I'm not saying extrovertal. She knows when to be extrovertile and ask for things and be bold and confident as a strong woman. And wow, I am so proud of her. That's nice. just wonderful.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the work, Barry, that you're doing on a multitude of levels. And I kind of want to bring it full circle in a way you know, just in in preparation for today's conversation with you is spending a little time on the mag seven website and, and, you know, big headline that you have front and center. There is, I'm looking at it right here. As I look to my left, the seven self-development lessons that you will never learn in school. So talk to me about what these seven self-development lessons look like on kind of a broad Mm -hmm. scale and why kids aren't learning these in school, why they don't have the time to work on these. You know,
2: it's interesting. I have it right here. I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Um, lesson one is building confidence. So life is a confidence game. So that's the first area that we start in sort of, again, the white belt of martial arts. We start with confidence. The second is the art of connection. How do you connect with people? Can you share your toys in the sandbox with everybody and have friends? And allies, and it's all about making. It's all about helping other people get to what they want. And there's an art behind this. Um, the third is how to. It, I mean, it, it, to me, it's the company you keep. So um, I'm a big advocate of the, that. You are the aggregate of the five people you most associate with. So we pay a real big focus of who are your friends, who are you spending time with, who are you listening to. Um, The fourth lesson is the is the five most deadly toxins we want. We have to play offense, but we also have to have big walls around us to protect ourselves from the negative stuff that's out there. So what are the negative things that are out there like complaining, criticizing, being negative, making excuses, gossiping? Um, The fifth lesson is fail forward. Everybody's so scared to make a move. No, you got to get out there in the batter's box and swing, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose tennis matches. You're going to miss putts. It's going to happen. It's okay. It's the only way you're going to learn. So we talk about getting out there and failing in a good way. Lesson six is energy and time management. Okay, it's all about the energy that you have. What's in your battery pack at five, six, seven o'clock at night? Are you fully engaged in the moment? your diet. I'm not a dietitian, but I know enough about diet, the things you should eat and you shouldn't eat water consumption. And finally, lesson seven is winning the game of life comes all the way right back to the family, a family, faith, friends, fitness, financial, those five collaborating them under an umbrella and giving them each energy. That's, Mm -hmm. that's it.
0: No, I I love this, Barry, and and Barry, you've given a, a, we've thrown a lot at our audience. You know, Homer, you have a lot of conversations surrounding different family elements with your clients. Obviously, Barry's doing fantastic work with folks in this regard on a more granular level, but Barry, for anybody out there that would benefit from, let's just say, skimming the website or be opening up a dialogue with you and your team to talk about a potential fit, how this would even work for them and their family. What is the best way somebody can learn more about you and your team? Well, and, they, and should start call, that conversation? they should
2: call Homer first. Okay. <laughs> call Homer first, talk to Homer, but um, you could reach me at Barry at mag seven consultants.com. But I think the first action step is to reach out to Homer and then we would form a, um, a meeting to have a discovery and to see if you're, if you're a fit because not everybody is ready for my energy. Not everybody is in a growth phase. There's lots of different places where people are. So it's not for everybody.
1: Well, Barry, I I love um, the fact that you're so willing to give as a part of this process um, as well. So, um, you know, obviously I I think working with you directly is going to be a huge benefit for the right kids. Right. but to your point, not everybody's a fit, but what I love about your website is you put a ton of content and information out there on all of the stuff. It's not like you're hiding it, as if it's some secret that nobody else can can access, and I just appreciate you know your willingness to put it all out there um, for people to, to to browse and get a sense for what this is all about. Uh, but I definitely uh, believe, yeah, if you're watching this, reach out to to our team. We can connect you directly with Barry. Um, and or just go go to the website, go to the max 7com website and check it out. Check all our content out. Um, and I, again, whether or not it's the right fit right now, I think you'll get a lot of uh, a great value out of uh, reading his material and, and seeing some of the, the great success stories that he's been creating.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Barry, we appreciate you carving some time out of your busy schedule to jump on board with us today. So thank you and uh, best of luck to you. And uh, of course, your team of, of young adults and aspiring entrepreneurs that you're working with.
2: Love being with you guys. I love your energy as well. Keep it going.
1: Thanks, Barry.
0: Will do. Will do. All right, folks, we're going to take one final moment, as we always do, and thank you all for stopping by and spending some time with us on the podcast today. As always, if you learned something from today's discussion, you took a thing or two away from our conversation with Barry, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today so that you don't miss out on some more great conversations just like these. I mean, whether it's a great guest that we have from Homer's network or simply just a wealth management topic that we're diving into with Homer, either way, we, 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 ultimately want to provide value for you on the show so by subscribing you won't miss out on some of that great content before homer and barry i'm ryan we're going to go ahead and say so long today but we appreciate you stopping by all and opinions expressed by homer
1: smith are solely smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of integrated wealth concepts llc integrated or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by smith on television radio internet or another medium We should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith integrated its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services.
0: Integrated Partners and Convergent Wealth Partners are separate entities from Mag7 Consulting.